0: Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed
1: in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly.
0: This is Therese and this is another episode of the Happy Business Show. And today, I'm really excited to bring with you one of my oldest and dearest friends, we, um, Sean Driscoll, and I, I, I. We sort of grew up in the industry together. We, we, we have uh, known each other. We've been we've been through a lot of life with each other, a lot of experiences. And I'm Sean is one of my favorite people. Really, one of the smartest coaches out there. And so I'm just delighted. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the bio in a minute. But do you want to say howdy, Miss Sean? Hello, I'm excited to be here too. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um, Sean and I worked together ten years ago, and um, what I love about Sean is we, we're very similar. We have two children. Well, they're older now, but we started when we had younger children. They were young. They were young. They were young. And so, so it's really been nice to kind of see like how do you not, how do you run a business and put your kids first, you know? So that that's that's been a lot of unifying themes for Sean and I. So let me just. Sean today, I'm really excited. Sean's gonna how talk about how to pinpoint your unique profit path. Because I think we need to know that. You know, a lot of um blueprints, one size fits all. Um here, just do this, and that should make it make you have that nine million dollar business in thirty days, right? Ah. <laughs> so um so what we are gonna to do today, we're gonna to talk about that but I want to just read a little bit about Sean first. So Sean believes the fastest way to build a lasting and profitable business is to dare to be distinctive. In today's competitive marketplace, she knows that smart, ambitious experts can't make their mark or a meaningful profit by following a crowd. That is so true. With a keen eye for strategy in a sixth Sense for seeing hidden systems within businesses, she's become a sought-after coach to many trailblazing entrepreneurs and leading experts internationally. You can connect with her at seandriscoll.com. And I have to tell you, Sean, um, we're like we're like the yin and yang, right? So I'm like the flowy, creative, ah, and Sean is so grounded and so good at finding the systems and the processes. And um, I've I've gone to work, Sean, many times. Like, Whoa, what do you think? You know, and so Sean has been a a great help for me as well. But I'm so glad you're here, darling. I'm glad to
2: be here, I'm excited to talk about this with you because this has been a big part of you know the journey we both traversed together. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you figure this out
0: and mm-hmm.
2: um, find your way? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk. Just, just tell us today what you do. It's like, what about your business today? is cool, is working, makes you happy? What do you love? Um,
2: well, so I love – my focus is on coaching trailblazers. And to me, a trailblazer is somebody who, um, in their business, sees things that others don't, and they want to bring that to the world through their business, right? And so, first of all, I love the kind of people I get to work with. You know, they're pioneering, they're maverick, they're creative, they're innovators. Mm-hmm. Um and, and they're doing things that are important in the world, um, important to them, important to their clients, um, and important, you know, just maybe even socially or globally. So, always fun to work with that kind of person. Um, the other thing that I love about my business, it's, it's a simple thing, is that I've built it to fit me. It's totally tailored yeah. to me and yeah. who I am. Yeah. Um, and that didn't come easily. And it didn't come at first, but the fact that I sort of built it there where, like, as you said at the beginning, you know, how we've put our kids first as we've grown our businesses. Like, Mm -hmm. being able to do that, being able to adapt my business to my priorities and my needs and my passions Mm -hmm. and my interests is a big piece of what I love so much about it. Um, So those would be the two things that pop right off the top of my head about what I love about it today.
0: You, you more than anybody I know. You were really like I work twenty hours and I take August off. And I, I mean, you you really stuck to it. Like you were really, super really clear good at, about you how were it was Super clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really
1: clear. Really yeah, like clear. You know,
2: it's an interesting thing because that level of clarity is actually a lot of people feel like it might be limiting, but it's actually very liberating.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you knew then how many clients you could have, how many days you were working. I mean, it was like you said, celebration, liberation, right?
2: Right, it's like it made a lot of decisions very easy um, and you didn't have to angst over them, you know, right. which yeah. I'm good at angsting over some decisions it's <laughs> life. So wherever well, I can eliminate <laughs> the angst around
1: the
0: decision, I'm happy. Right. So, so angst-free you know. way to do it. Nice, okay. Well, that's, that's an example of, Building a business that you love based on your values. No one should tell you, no, it has to be this way. No, you have to work 9 to 5. No, you have to work Saturday. No, you need to work in the evenings. Like, you really are a stand for this is how it's going to work. And you had built up a six-figure business doing that. Like, so it's it's totally possible. So if you're listening, you you know, you can't use, like, but I have little kids, so I can't. No, no Sean's a beautiful example of... It can be done in a way that honors both. And, and what we didn't say is that Sean, for most of those years, had a, had a mom that she was having to care for, too. So it was, it was, there was a lot of family demands on you that you balanced.
2: Right. Which is, you know, a big piece of why I did it that way, right, is that I'd had young kids and a sick mom and
1: yeah. lots
2: of demands and lots of responsibilities. And to do it any other way would have made made me probably a little crazy, but um, <laughs> it would have not served the greater right. purpose there. You know, right. it wouldn't have served clients. It wouldn't have served my family. It wouldn't have served my mother, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have certainly
0: served me.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, let's shift because knowing you for ten years, love, I, I know that there were times that you <laughs> might not have loved your business, or there were probably times that it was like, "I'll just go get a job." Like, what the heck am I doing, right? And and the reason mm-hmm. I bring this up, Sean, because I I just always want people to understand that the path to success, whether it's six figures or not. There's lots of breakdowns. There's lots of places where life pulls you away, or things don't work, or what you loved last year no longer makes you happy. And and sometimes it's easy to sit there, maybe if you're starting out, and go, "What is wrong with me? Oh my God! Like Sean Driscoll, gosh, she's got her stuff together, and, and you have your stuff together. And sometimes it falls apart, just like mine does. But I just want to, like, have my – I want my experts to kind of, like, pull back the curtain and and just share the story, the journey, like, what it really looks like on the path. I mean, like, as you said, we've known each other 10 years.
2: I've been at this for a little more than 10 years. I think this is my 12th year. And and definitely there have been times, many, more than one for sure, many, I would say, where – I wasn't as happy as I wanted to be, right? Yeah. Um, does that mean I was, like, curl up in fetal position crying for my mother? No. <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm.
2: clearly not, you know, as happy as I wanted to be in the business. Um, for sure, the early years were hard. Um, you know, I'd say those first two to three years, mm-hmm. I, I was really struggling to figure it all out. You know, there's so much to get your grip mm-hmm. around in the early yeah. years. And, yeah. you know, I was fortunate in that, um, you know, within just – a month or two of opening my door as a coach, I had client, I had paying clients, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I did, I, I would, you know, I was able to start earning income pretty steadily right from the get-go. But just figuring out how to get it all working, that was that was hard stuff. And you know, I got stuck for sure trying solutions that didn't fit me or that didn't work for me and wondering what was wrong with me Why what, if they work for these people why aren't they working for me mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. got caught up in a lot of comparison Right. Um. you know so that in the early years I felt like were big derailers to me figuring it out was trying too hard to you know replicate and copy right. And
1: right, do it right, right
2: you know follow the rules and do it right like I was a mm-hmm. rule follower so <laughs> well if somebody says this is the way you're supposed to do it then I darn well better do it you know mm-hmm. and Not realizing how much that was contributing to it not working for me, and how much that was contributing to me not being happy with how it was working. Wow. Yeah. Um, Wow. You know, and then and then you know, as you mentioned, you know, life throws you curveballs, and that can influence whether you're happy in your business. And you know, a good five years ago, you know, my mom took a very serious turn for the worse following a stroke. Um, that was a very difficult and painful time, right at the same time that there were some other things going on within the business, you know, separating from a partnership. um, I was in the middle of completely, uh, you know, breaking my business down and rebuilding Mm -hmm. it.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
2: my mom has this major stroke that, you know, left us in really dire straits with her ability to get care because it left her uh, with some psychotic effects. And there were psychiatric problems and, you know, care homes didn't want her. And it went on for six months of trying to find the right people to care for her and being responsible for that as her guardian and,
1: mm. you know,
2: and as her daughter um, and having my business partnership not being what I wanted it to be. And, you know, there was just all these things going on at the same time. And I will say I was very unhappy in my business at that okay. time.
1: <laughs> um
2: I don't know if there was a way that I could have been happy in my business There's at no that way. time with yeah. all those things yeah. colliding all at the same time, right? Like, how is that possible to be happy?
0: You know, so let's go there. Probably a to ask. No, but I think it's okay. I, you know, maybe that's the key here because I always want to find like a, a teachable nugget or a takeaway that people can just go, wow, thank you, I got something. And maybe the, the teachable moment here is sometimes it's just going to suck, and it's okay to not be yeah. happy. Like if life pulls you away, can you give yourself? Because I think Sean, if you had expected yourself to be different, like you gave yourself permission because you couldn't do anything else. But imagine if you were beating right. yourself up, going, "Oh, well, I'm just that would feel so much worse." Yeah, yeah, so much worse, right? If you were,
2: uh, if you're in that situation, you know. And and I just went through a phase again. I mean, I'm still coming out of it where my mom passed away this past October. And, you know, just right at the very end of October, so then we run into the holidays, you know, run into Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, run into that final quarter of the year, you know, where a lot of people are like, oh, let's go for it, you know. And let me tell you, the last thing I wanted to do was go for it, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, lay on my couch and watch mm-hmm. movies and feel yeah. sorry for myself because yeah, my mom had just sure. passed away. Yeah. And so I did, you know. I was like, Great. okay, I just have to give myself permission. And even heading into January, I know with all the positive New Year energy, um, that – didn't reflect where I emotionally was yeah. at in the business. And so the permission was granted. Okay, Sean, you know what? You're not there yet. Like, so, right. so what if it is January? Like, who cares, right? Um, just trust where you're at instead of fighting it or mm-hmm. shooting on yourself that it should be something different. And for me, that's how I try to navigate those times mm-hmm. when I'm not happy. Um, I don't try to read too much into it. Like, oh my gosh, this means I have to totally start over. Although sometimes, and at one time that was the answer. Back in 2009, that was the answer, mm-hmm. right? I did have to let go of some things that weren't working. I had to let go of some clients and some relationships that weren't working. Um, I had to change course. And I actually completely took my business down and started over. Mm-hmm. Started with a new market and everything five years ago. Um, so sometimes that is the answer. But you wait till you're sure that that's the answer nice. before you start panicking and trying to do all these things to recover right just because you're not feeling the flow like you feel like you should
0: i love that i love 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 that just trust that if you're supposed to lay on the couch watching for me truthfully it's reality shows i just really like watching my sister sister wives and my five i mean like i want to escape to another world i want to be in a reality show that's not my life in this moment or movie (laughs) so um so i think i think that because i think we you know the there's the shame that kicks in. Like I should, I should be able to handle this. I should do something else. I should yeah. not. And I love that you said, "Don't should" in your. I family. shouldn't be here, or whatever here is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so important, so important. So that's the teachable moment, right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna
2: say, like, I don't know if you agree with this or if you're, if you have this sense, but I also feel like the, the longer you're in business, almost the more we do that to ourselves. Like, because we've been in business a certain amount of time, right, mm-hmm. oh, I've been at this 10, 12 years, I should not be in this place. Hey, I you can't pull the start of
0: this thing on it yourself.
2: <laughs> you can't, right. Like, in the early years, I could say, oh, you know, every startup takes a couple of years, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but then, you know, when I'm five, six, seven years in and I'm, I'm in a slump, well, then that feels a little worse. But I also, again, think that's an expectation thing, that we're measuring ourselves against some artificial linear timeline that actually doesn't exist for how this is supposed to go.
0: And what I know, <clears throat> you know, I kind of look to nature. Nothing is static. Every, you know, there's something mm-hmm. is bur- burst and then it dies, and then there's transition. And so, so you should be every few years, like, I I did the same thing, like, whoop, I don't want to go this way anymore, (laughs) let that one go, like, that's how life goes, cycles, and so it has, you have to, like, you know, what is it, like, innovate or die, you know, like, you have to do that, and so, so I want to talk about, because I think that's probably related to, to your concept of, like, your profit path, right, and so,
1: um,
0: let's talk about that, so, okay, stuck spot. Right. So I, know about, I know you've talked about I know you've been in yeah. business and you at one point let it go. Was there like a stuck spot that you faced in your business?
2: I think what happened, you know, at that time frame when I pretty much shut down the business as it was mm-hmm. and restarted it anew, um, it really was I was working with the right kinds of people but in the wrong market. So at the time mm-hmm. I was doing corporate, a lot of corporate work right. Um and the kinds of clients I had were very trailblazing sort of uh mavericks within the corporate structure those were the people mm-hmm. I was working with okay. but doing the work within corporate was really not fitting me anymore mm-hmm. and I had done it because that's where my early career from, right? was at I had a 12 year corporate career so that seemed the natural fit when I came into coaching was just to stick with what I knew which was corporate um but at, the longer I was doing coaching in that space, the less it felt like it fit, right? The less it felt right. And I got to a point where I didn't want to keep doing that market anymore, even though the types of people I love. So that's really where the trailblazer piece mm-hmm. that I still do today came from, was like I've always loved that type of person, right? Someone trying to really drive change somewhere mm-hmm. and typically trying to drive change in a situation where there's maybe resistance, mm-hmm. Um So I I kept that, right, but I got rid of the corporate and I decided to commit more to the entrepreneurial direction and doing small businesses Um, because that was more where my heart was at. You know, my early years, I grew up, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. You know, I grew up, you know, stocking shelves in exchange for penny candy, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
2: um, so I was around the entrepreneurs. Um, Nobody in my extended family worked in corporate. Like, I was that.
0: Wow, really? Wow. Yes
2: like that was, you know, I I was the maverick for going to corporate, right? <laughs> so, you know, um within the family. So, so kind of getting back to, you know, my love of entrep- entrepreneurism was important to me at that time, and yeah. so I did that. Um but the other thing is is like just the business model. Like I by that time having been in this uh space for long enough and worked with enough people and seen enough I knew, number one, that I, it was never going to work for me to try to replicate somebody else's model, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. this this kind of business is not a plug-and-play business. You don't just plug it in and follow the playbook and it works. Right. It's just not that way. Um, there are businesses that are like that. You know, if you go buy a franchise or something or, you know, maybe some other types of business models that you really can replicate, but this is no, coaching this is, and, in particular, no. the more trailblazing side of it that I like to do, there is no playbook, mm-hmm. Right. So I needed to get over that idea that I could buy somebody else's model and it would work for me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But during that time, I had seen patterns of businesses and business models. And I I was really good at seeing it for other people. Like, oh, well, that's not going to work for you because you're not wired that way. And let me tell you why. And in fact, I think a conversation with you is actually Mm -hmm. what triggered some of this direction for me because I remember having a conversation when we were at an event with a room full of us sitting around, Mm -hmm. hanging out in the hotel after hours chit-chatting about what was working and what wasn't, and I remember you looked at me and you said, why aren't you teaching this?
1: Yeah, right.
2: And I was like, huh, why aren't I teaching that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> really? You know, sunshine,
0: video. this is your brilliance.
2: No. Did you not know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I remember. <And> it,
2: was, <laughs> it was like a really revelatory moment, right, where, and then I had another client say it to me maybe a few months later during a VIP day, another pretty well-established entrepreneur who, you know, has a yeah. lot of chops, and she looked at me and she said, are you teaching this? because I was going over my structure for how do you pinpoint the right model for you. And she's like, are you teaching this? And I'm like, no. She's like, why? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. So then that led to me developing my system. Mm -hmm. You know, your your impetus and then that follow-up impetus Mm -hmm. was enough. Like, okay, (laughs) it's time to do this. Um, So, you know, for me, what I came to discover and observe over over the many years that I've been in the entrepreneurial space is that there really are four different types of business models. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Most people are a mix of a couple, and that when you align your business to the ones that fit you, things go really well. And when you try to force yourself into a model that does not fit you, things are really difficult, and you're typically unhappy and stuck and and stalled out. And so, you know, that's really what I wanted to share is, you know, a little bit more about these four Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's share those. A little way to figure that out. Yeah. Because I remember because what happens is like, you know, we see like, well, so-and-so has a seven-figure business and she does it this way, so that's the right way. And you might be sitting there going, oh, good God, that would feel like I'd, you know, (laughs) I'd rather get a root canal. But that's the way they say it's done, right? And so I love that you're personalizing. So let's hear the four.
2: So, you know, the four are, the the first one is intimacy-based businesses. So an intimacy-based business is a business that, you know, um, thrives and with a deep connection to the clients.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It doesn't necessarily have to be limited to doing one-to-one service, but it is built on the presumption of a more intimate connection with your client base. The second type of business is an inspiration-based business. So this business thrives when they are, really being inspiring. People are inspired by them. They want to be a part of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they want to follow it in some way. You know, there are many great examples of high inspiration-based businesses because quite often you'll see even some celebrity, you know, businesses in here. You know, I think Oprah, classic Mm -hmm. inspiration-based person, right? right? Or Tony Robbins, you know, or Renée Burchard, right? Like very high inspiration, and, and that's what really draws people to them is the level of inspiration that they offer. Then you've got um, your information based businesses. so these are people who typically are very good at um, taking complex information and making mm-hmm. it accessible to people um, and and they're just often maybe a good process thinker mm-hmm. or a translator in some way you know translating one idea for another market you know that kind of thing where they're really good at taking information. And delivering it, and oftentimes you might see in terms of like combinations, mm-hmm. like high inspiration, high information. So you get like a speaker who also has information products, mm-hmm. um, or writes a lot of books. Um, What's say like Dan author. Kennedy? Would
0: Dan Kennedy be an
2: information? Dan Kennedy would be high information, right? Yeah, right? Like he loves to produce information. Right. You know, you would never put him in the high intimacy box. No,
0: no, no. Doesn't give That's a crap. One no one
2: <laughs> <the guy> <laughs> And and even on the inspiration, I think while he is inspirational to many people, it's secondary.
1: Right. It's a side effect
2: of Mm -hmm. his information and his Mm -hmm. delivery. Right. So he's a great example. And then if we come over to innovation is our fourth one. And these are people who really like to bring something new forward, something original. Um, You know, don't limit yourself to thinking of it like, you know, Steve Jobs, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But it could just be like a new approach or a new way of seeing or thinking. Um, A new way of seeing yourself can be very innovative, you know, so Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll have somebody who's just really good at helping you understand yourself in a different way. Um, So the high innovators are people who tend to be a little bit more maverick, um, Mm -hmm. you know, want to try new things, want to go in a new direction. And so those are kind of the four primary types that I play with and have clients identify which they relate to, right? What are you Mm -hmm. more wired to do? Because this is where the value exchange comes from in your business. This is where clients get the most value from you and you get the most juice from the way you deliver. Mm -hmm. When those two things are aligned, right? Like clients love it and you feel energized by it. Like Mm -hmm. then you know you're in your zone, right?
0: So is this why people get stuck because they're trying to like, maybe they're spinning their wheels because they're, let's say somebody says, you have to crank out information products. You've got to make products and do programs. But and, but maybe they're truly an intimacy-based or inspiration-based person. Like, what do you tell them? Like, how do you course correct
1: this?
2: Well, I see this all the time. Like, I had a woman um, who became a private client a little over a year ago, and I remember I had her take my little quiz, which is what mm-hmm. we start with, the, to figure it out, you know, which type you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And she scored zero Points because you get points in this test that I give people this assessment. She scored zero in information and really high on innovation and intimacy. And she called in for her first session and she was like, "Holy moly! No wonder I have been beating my head against the wall yeah. for the last six months trying to get this yeah. info product done.
1: Yeah,
2: like I cannot get this thing out of me, and every cell in my body has been telling me like, don't do this, but." My last coach was like, no, you have to have an info product. That's what's – it's part of the funnel. You've got to have it. Start with the info product, then move them up the funnel, blah, blah, blah. Very formulaic. And she was trying so hard to execute to that model, and it was costing her time. It was costing her money. It was killing her confidence. And her revenue was suffering because she was spending all this time trying to create an info product that she wasn't getting done Mm -hmm. and then feeling like shit about herself because she wasn't getting it done. (laughs) Wow. And you know he sort of just reconfigured her business model and I'm like, Okay, rule number one for you, right now no info product. Like no.
1: <laughs> she probably right? breathed it's a new easily. Rebel. Yeah, you know, wow. <laughs> like
2: you can see her shoulders relax. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, thank God. Wow. And then we looked at, okay, what can you do, right? What is already so natural and that people are dying for from you? Because she actually has a very magnetic personality, and when people would meet her, they'd be like, "Well, how can I work with you?" And she never had an answer
1: mm. because she was
2: thinking she had to have the simple product first. And. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she would say, I, well, I'm, I don't know what to do. So, wow. you know, sat down and said, okay, let's craft a couple of offers that mm-hmm. make sense for you. Mm-hmm. And she writes me three weeks later, and she's like, oh, my gosh, selling just yeah. got so much easier.
1: Yeah, because
2: oh, I love that. Because I'm confident in what I'm selling, and I actually know what to say when somebody says, how can I work with you?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which would happen mm-hmm. to her all the time, but she didn't have an answer. Because wow. she was trying to fit herself into something that wasn't a right.
0: So how do you, that's such a great story, but like, let's say somebody, well, first of all, I want you to give them, is there a place people, my listeners can take your, trail this is called your TQ, yes. your Trailblazer Quotient, right? Is there a place yes. that they can we get, get TQ. that? TQ. So the best place
2: to go is go straight to seandriscoll.com, and right on the front page there, you can download the TQ assessment for free. It takes you less than 10 minutes, probably five minutes to take the thing. Um, and you'll get your score, and then you can kind of read in the information that follows about your particular type. So that's really step number one is take the assessment. It's free, right, and figure out what your type is. Mm -hmm. Are you, you know, information intimacy or inspiration innovation? You know, what are you? Mm -hmm. What are your top two? Then the second thing to really do is to, uh, to look at the things that you're doing in your business that feel hard, that don't feel like they're working, and see if it's because they fall into a category that you are low low scoring in. So mm-hmm. using that story, right? She was trying to do this inflammation product that wasn't coming together. Well, it's because she had a zero in that quadrant, right? right. Information is oh, not wow. her best source of delivery. It's not her best channel for delivery. So we make the list. What's not working? What feels hard? What's not converting? Yeah. What's feeling heavy? Does it align to things that are out of your type and if it is, then we eliminate them. Mm. We say those are not part of your strategy because you're choosing you know you're barking up the wrong tree, you're climbing someone else's mountain. Mm-hmm. so wow. then we look at okay, what has worked or what is working, or what does appeal to you, make that mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. and match it to your types. Mm. Typically, you'll find that there's some core things, especially if you've been in business you know for at least a reasonable amount of time and you've had some experience,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that there are things that you've done that did work. You might not have understood why at the time, but this will explain why they worked and why something else didn't work. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so then I say, this, right after that, do more of that. hmm Right? Just do more of that for now. Like, that's step one. Do more of what is working and forget the things mm-hmm. that are not working. Give yourself permission to say no to the things that don't work for you and invest yourself in saying yes to the things that do.
0: Wow. You know, I just... I. I'm sure we have the same experience, but people come to me and I have to actually deprogram or clear the PTSD effects of coaching with certain coaches that basically say there's only one way to do it, here's the formula, and if you don't do it, you're lazy and stupid and not willing, and I'll keep your $25,000, thank you very much. (laughs) so, So I'm sure people are sitting here listening going, oh, good God, I either I screwed up or, crap, I picked the wrong coaches. Or uh, So how do people be with this material? Because this is so, like, this is kind of an existential, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, I think you make a, you raise a good
2: point because people do get invested in yeah. what they've invested in and invested in making it work even when it has proven itself futile. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, well I'm gonna make sure I get a return on that investment kind of mentality. Which on the one hand is very responsible. Right. You want that sure. mm-hmm. um you want that for sure. That you're gonna be committed to what you invest in. Um but on the other hand it's also insanity to do it past the point where it's clear it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I what I do a lot of work on early when this is up for people is um forgiveness. Mm. What do you have to forgive yourself for?
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: There's a lot. You have to forgive yourself, right? You have to be right. willing to say, you know what? I forgive my former self who didn't know any better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Great. I invested X amount of money and tried this thing and it didn't work.
1: Right.
2: And you show gratitude for what it taught you. Mm-hmm. So like forgive that. what you perceive as a failure and be in gratitude for what it taught you. And you have to make peace with that yourself because otherwise you're going
0: to stay struggling. I like, I really like that. And you know, Son, it, it in, duh, I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> ready? Um, ready choir, here we go. Um, as, as business owners, entrepreneurs, what will surprise you, it surprised me, is you have to step, step into your own leadership. Your own authority. You have to be the one, and it's great to have coaches and mentors or gurus or guides. But ultimately, you are the authority, and it takes it takes a certain mindset to kind of either steer clear or to not to not be pigeonholes. Or do you know what I mean? It's it's like that's the maverick. It's like yeah, yeah. I know everybody says I should have information products, and this is a funnel, and that is not going to fly for me. You know what I mean? It's like. That that's character to be able to develop that ability to have the boundaries and say, this is how it is. Yes.
2: I often say you have to trust yourself as much as and actually more than mm-hmm. the person you're hiring to guide you. Mm-hmm. If the trust is imbalanced, where you're putting all the trust in them mm-hmm. and you're deferring your sense of responsibility and leadership of that business, no matter what they tell you, it's doomed to lead you astray. Yeah. Because, to your point, you have to be the leader. And, you know, if you hire a coach or you invest in a program or a product or anything, join a mastermind, whatever, with the idea, even subtly with the idea that they're going to save you, fix it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever, um, that is a mismatch of trust and a mismatch of responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm. You're giving
2: them more it's responsibility power. than you can take. You're giving them more power than you're keeping,
1: yeah. Yeah. and you're trusting
2: them more than you're trusting yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: And as the leader of your business, you can't you can't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I know for me, I think I think you were involved because when we worked together, I think there was some conversation about we were going to talk about leadership. I remember we were going to do a call or something around leadership, right. and I remember because I didn't come from the corporate world, and I thought, oh, isn't that management? Like I don't I don't even like I didn't even understand leadership because I I confuse it with management. It has nothing to do with managing people. Leadership is often self yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, duh. Yeah. So you
2: see yourself as the leader of your business yes. is an unusual concept when it's maybe just you. Right. Yeah. right. leadership right. means I'm leading people. There's other people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so when, you, when you're a solopreneur, it's like, leadership, what do I need to think about that for?
0: Yeah. Right? Right. But right. you're leading this
2: business regardless, right? Yes. Yes. So. It's a, so, but it is a hard thing to get your head around at the beginning.
0: Like what? Because we come into it, you know, and and there's some marketers that are really savvy marketers, and and there's copy. I mean, even you and I probably sit here and go, Oh my God, I should buy that too. <laughs> like, you're right. That's the missing piece. If you just told me what to do, I could make it work. Um, and right. I don't. I'm not trying to bag on people, but but if you're in a in a precarious position, if you're newer in the business, it's so easy to say, I mean, I did it with you back in the day. I'd say, Sean, tell me what to do. You know, you're the expert in this area. You're, and I remember you, my, my, ki, my kick-ass girlfriend, is like, you've got to figure it out for yourself. You can't keep going to other people for the answers. I thought I was being a good student. I thought I was doing it the right way. I was turning to mentors and turning to people who were more talented in certain areas. But there's a little line of abdicating your responsibility. Do mm-hmm. you want to talk about that at all? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, that's a big piece, actually, of what I hope to accomplish through the TQ. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a free yeah. tool that I put out there. A lot of people have questioned why I'm not charging for this tool because yeah. it is you know, pretty informative and
1: mm-hmm. um, powerful
2: mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but part of what I want is to empower people to really be yeah. able to self-advocate and self-lead mm-hmm. and know why, like to get right. why. Right. The problem with it is that, is you know, if you don't know why something is working for someone or why it's not working for you, mm-hmm. it's just a big mystery,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: and you're you know you you do tend to cross the line into abdication because you're looking for an answer. Right. So, you know, we all want answers, right? Love to have answers. I love okay. answers. Lord mm-hmm. knows, I love answers. <laughs> I, I hate the question.
1: <laughs> Give
2: me the answer. But. but you know, knowing why that answer worked for a certain person, yeah. it has helped me over the last you know many years since I sort of figured this out to also know who to mentor with or who to follow exactly because I either exactly. choose to follow people who are modeling a model that I know aligns with me or I choose to follow people who are more customized in their approach and will take the time to get to know me right so that their advice is tailored, and I choose to pretty much avoid universally. Solutions that are, you know, fit, even if they're attractive solutions, and even if they seem like, wow, that really worked for that person, if I know they're not in my wheelhouse, they're not in my quadrant, you know, what's the point in investing in that? Because I know that's never going to work for me anyway, so I might refer it on to a client who I know is really high in that particular type, but I won't invest in it for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. That's so amazing. it really has helped me be much more discerning, and it helps my clients be much more discerning. And that's really what I want to accomplish is give mm-hmm. people the tools to make better, more empowering self-decisions for themselves and for their businesses.
0: That's awesome. So we have the go to Shondriscoll.com and take the TQ, Trailblazer Quotient, make the list of what you don't like, what you're not doing well, what, what drains your energy, and then make a make the list of what you do like. And anything else, so like if you were to, in the last moments of our of our program today, if you have any advice or strategy, Sean, that you would share with people, what would that be?
2: For me, it comes down to, like, this sounds weird, but this word about permission comes up a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I'm just giving permission to, like, do it your way, right? You don't, there are times where it makes sense to replicate, but much of the time you have to originate. You have to do something that's unique to you in order to make it fit. And so this is just, you know, this whole conversation, I hope, is opening up permission Mm -hmm. to do it a little differently and to dare to, you know, break the pattern and not follow the blueprint, you know? To go off the beaten path a little bit and find your own way, because that's where the magic
0: happens. Mm. Ah. Yay! That's so inspirational. I just love, 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 that. Because it's, people are really wounded when they hang out with the marketers that say, here's the blueprint, and what's wrong with you that you can't follow it. Clearly, you know I mean there's 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 a lot of shaming and actually trauma that happens to people. And so I love Sean that I you are saying bullying. bullying, that's the word. Yeah, there's bullying. There's bullying. And so I love that you are saying, No, 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 no. Let's find your way and uh that uh, just makes I just I just feel like sitting down for a cup of tea and going, ha. Ah. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That. That's my nice
0: you. tip. After you make your list and take
1: a picture,
0: go have a cup of tea. <laughs> go have a cup of tea and just just be all warm and yummy and, and then tea go watch with. it. Let go it watch it. Yeah. Part of you. yeah. Mm, that's wonderful, wonderful. And awesome. I think once you – I love how you basically said once you know that, then you can choose the mentors. Then you can choose the path. So if I say, you know, wow – I I I'm an innovator person. Like who, I can't just have an info product business if I'm an innovator at heart. So who then do right. I serve? How does that like? So it, I can see how it totally informs your strategy, um, your messaging, how you talk about what you do, who you partner with. Um, this is this is big stuff. Big stuff. Yes. Right. And it okay. helps you make money faster
2: because you're not wasting your time on all this other stuff. Yeah. And Which is we what like we all that, want, right? We, we like all want that. the short a little bit, That's right? A
0: <laughs> little, little bit of a short cut. That's beautiful. Well, I want to say I want you all to uh, make sure you go over to to grab your TQ, and I would love to hear. Feel free, you know, shoot me an email and let me know how you liked this this recording. What did you learn? What are your big takeaways? And Sean, thank you so much. I just love hanging out with you. You're you're just brilliant, and I appreciate the work you are doing in the world and the contribution you're making. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And this is Therese with The Happy Business Show. Much love and many blessings. Bye now. Take care. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.